The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files, a special edition. This is a Game of Thrones reunion. That's right, I had a lot of fun talking on Thrones Talk on Collider Video this year, recapping Game of Thrones, digging in with Dennis, John Roca, and Rachel Cushing. But I, I love talking Game of Thrones with this person. We had the chance to do it on Watching Thrones Screen Junkies last year. And for various reasons, it was almost going to happen again this year, and it didn't work out. But we always have the Napsuck Files and each other. It is Michelle Boy. Oh, my gosh. Hello. Hopefully yeah. not as awkward as Dr. Branhatton and his sisters in Winterfell <laughs> this year. Great No, <laughs> no. So glad to finally sit down. You and I would exchange some texts and everything during the year, yes. uh, during the season. But we, you had Watch and Thrones, which was I, I was supported and watched you guys carry on the legacy quite well. You burned us an effigy. Don't I pretend. Did not. I Don't did pretend. Not. I felt the prick of voodoo dolls. It's fine. Uh, the faceless men may yeah, have come exactly. out here. No, you, Spencer. That was the shadow. I felt the shadow baby coming the shadow after baby? us. Yep. Oh, yeah. Birthed from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spencer Gilbert, uh, Roth Cornett, and of course, Lon Harris, the guru. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Notes over there. And, and then, yet has never read the books. Uh, you know, people always tell me, they're always like... Um, you know, when you're recapping or you say, you and I are bookies. Yes. And so when you say something, well, in the smug books. Book smug book yeah, yeah. And we're very aware that we are, which mm-hmm. is to our credit. But some people say, be like, I don't know. I've never read the books. And I always cite Lon Harris because Lon <laughs> has not read the books and sometimes would correct me on things. It's like, so intimidating. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You guys had a lot of fun this year. Special guests, all that stuff. We did. We did miss you, though. Every week, at least, it was like, where is Ken? Bring back Ken. I, I had fun with the new family, but I missed I, I missed you a lot. Uh, we, we have a good Game of Thrones rapport. And I just wanted to, for Knapsack Files, it's a special edition, talking Game of Thrones, you and I doing a, a look back at season seven. Because this was, this was, I really enjoyed this season overall. Let's talk overall thoughts. But it was a different season it was it was it was weird at times right it was weird it was it was oddly rushed and it was completely new territory and it was the first time where we really didn't know where everything was going so and and it's just the amount of jumping that happened overall was a little disconcerting and uh it was over before you knew it it was over before we knew it i i still like give me Give me eight episodes. Give me one more. <laughs> now the jumping around the plots, the plot. They warned us going into the season. They kept saying, "Hey, it's going to move faster than you fans have ever been used to." And I just thought, "Oh, wars are going to happen fast. We're not going to have. We're not going to be waiting for the big episode nine battle. We're going to have it early on." And I was wrong. It just was literally they moved the plot so fast. They did, and yet some characters seemed kind of stuck in the mud at the same time. Right. It, it's like they almost had to put some plots on hold and put other plots on fast forward. So it was it was difficult to keep track at times. It was, and 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 I don't overall, and I did not. I guess I'll ask you this: the the traveling. I didn't have a problem with it. Didn't did you, bother me. Didn't at bother this point. you. Nah, I mean, not really. It. Because to me, the, I said at the very beginning of the season, and I had to repeat it to myself a couple times, over like to, over just over. get over the jetpacking. You, yeah, you just can't. You just can't care about it. I mean, it's always been kind of present, but obviously, like people would cite, like Brian and Jamie, and we get to spend time with them on their journey. I think because the journey was important. It, that's the thing, and I, that's what I was just going to say. Is what I what I missed about it was 
the actual character development that happened during those long right. journeys. I mean, honestly, if it had been like a season three sort of thing, we would have spent like three episodes on the boat with Tyrion and Davos, <laughs> and I would have loved every moment. Yes. And we did not get that. We would have gotten like half the episode of Tyrion and Jamie's conversation in the Cave of Wonders. Like, right. the, you know, just I wanted more of that, and I felt that was what was really lacking. Did you did you feel did you feel cheated by that, or you just absolutely you felt, felt cheated? cheated. By that. You yeah, felt cheated, definitely, because I mean. We'll get into this yeah. a little bit later, but you know, especially when it comes to Tyrion, I felt right. very cheated this season. Why is that? I want to know that because okay. I felt Tyrion had had a bit of a comeback year, even though he faltered a little bit in strategy. A little bit. Tyrion faltered <laughs> a, a little bit. A I'm lot. surprised Danny didn't throw him off the cliff of Dragonstone. Who says she's not going to? I just, you know, give it a moment. Yeah, like yeah. maybe I'm not even sure he's going to make it on the boat ride that mm-hmm. they're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just going to creepily come from the shadows, and right, she's right, just right. going to toss him overboard. I, you know, it's this season. I felt like did a big disservice to him. I felt like it was really, it was almost as if he and Cersei traded intelligence factors. Like, they just re-rolled the die and he came up, you know, minus (laughs) ten and and she just rolled a plus five. Like, it's just... D&D references, kids. D&D references. (laughs) Like anyone's surprised. Yeah. Um, You know, it's... And I, it's not so much that I don't accept it. It's mm-hmm. more that I don't trust it because, again, we're in such new territory, and I'm right. not entirely sure this is what Martin intended. And I put the blame completely at his feet for this because okay. I'm like, look, if this is what you wanted the character development to be and it's different from what the showrunners are doing, then right. you should have freaking finished the book. Yeah. So And oh, so that's a great point. That's a jumping off point because I think I don't – I don't blame the producers. And I again, I love this season. I actually mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed season seven. But I, I, I understand the complaints that a lot of people had, especially Arya Sansa storyline. Sure, I, sure, I, sure. I understand we'll get it. into that. I would actually love at some point during this, you know, yeah. to kind of get into this overall uh, by character. Let's just, do just it. At yeah. Some and, point. And yeah. The, but please finish it. And typical Knapsack Files format. There's no <laughs> format here. I'm just, no, no, I'm no, just no. Two we're glasses we're of whiskey. Glenn Livet 12? Yeah, what 15. Is this? this 15. is 15. Hey. And some Targaryen tumblers okay. doing this. Yeah. Um, well, I can't clink the ice anymore because it's more melted, but it you, is, would, you yeah. would hear ice clinking. Clink, clink, clink. Yeah. And we drink and we sort of know things. Um, I think, I don't blame George, I don't blame anyone for anything, but it's like, George, I do blame in the sense of, he's, I. who knows what he told them? Mm-hmm. And his, what oh, were the bullet they know the ending, they know to get there. I, this season showed me that, because I don't think for a second the, the mission north of the wall is in the books. I agree. I, I just think, think it's something else. I think that... Uh, the Night King having an ice dragon is a right. bullet point. I think how they got there and how they chose to have one of the dragons go north of the wall, they left right. up to the showrunners. And that yeah. wasn't spelled out by George. Yeah. So they, because this was a dumb plot. Um, it was, it was. Universally hated. Uh, but. Again, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't really blame the showrunners for this. And again, I don't – there's so much I did like about this season. There is. There's a lot. Uh, I think overall it was good. You do just kind of have to trust that a lot of it's going somewhere. But overall – Hell, dude, it's still Game of Thrones. I mean – I love it. It's still dragons. It's awesome. It spoils a war. Yeah. The fourth episode. I sat there and watched – I I was one of the episodes – a couple times this year I couldn't watch it. As it happened, and so it's, you got to unplug your phone. You got to bury your phone, and oh yeah, and everything. you can't look at all. Can't, Starting six o'clock. Yeah, six o'clock, <laughs> even a little before, and with the potential leaks, everything. Yeah. But that was when I watched late at night, like ten, eleven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and 
the the my heart in my throat just more affected than I've been in any other episode, maybe going back to Red Wedding or Ned Stark, maybe. Let Danny be Danny. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so cool. And it was just from the moment Braun, it had Hard Home written all over it, that, that when the moment the dogs are barking on Hard Home, mm-hmm. now you got Braun going, shh, quiet. And immediately I was like, uh, 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 yeah. tension. So that's why overall I really do love this season. I do love this season. They got to where they needed to be. We'll see. We'll see, though. I think, and I think I wonder. This is totally me being that fan who's, who's in the corner going, "Here's the theory. I think it's true." I wonder if George is just sitting back there going, "I'm going to wait on the books and let them kind of get through this." Oh man, I mean, we could speculate about that sort of thing forever. Whether or not he has even finished the books and is just sitting on them, or whether or not he may even change the ending based on you know person feed, uh, based on watcher feedback yeah uh to the tv series like what if the showrunners use an ending he was gonna do and everyone hates it <laughs> and he's like oh well oh, uh, that's that's man. not what i intended at all i'm gonna do yeah. this other thing that i have had planned all along sure azora high is ghost <laughs> god yeah. i want ghosts i can't no don't get me started no ghost I want to get you started no on ghosts. Ghost. Get, get, oh, I'm, get, I'm going to get you started Who? on ghosts. Who? Yeah, the, the, the dire wolf that wasn't. Who are you talking about? I don't know who you mean. Production costs, right? They'd spend it all on those dragons what and walls. What the F, man? How <laughs> dare you? I, this actually does kill me because yeah. I really loved the the relationship between the characters and their wolves in the books. And yeah, yeah. the moment with Arya and Nymeria was amazing. You I liked loved, that? I loved I that. I loved yeah. that. I yeah, yeah. loved that whole thing. I genuinely thought we were going to wake up the next morning and like all of those Lannister soldiers were going to be slaughtered by Nymeria. Like, I totally I, thought that. I really that was how they were going to meet up. I thought Ed Sheeran was dead. Dead meat. I thought it would have been great. Uh, but <laughs> showrunners contact me for notes. We got yeah, this. I can, got ri- I can write an episode for you. Right into Watching Thrones. But I just really, mm. really, really, really missed Ghost. Because, yeah. look, I'm sorry. I mean, if you're going even talking about like Johnny, 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 Johnny Snow. Snow, Johnny Snow. Oh, little Johnny Snow. Oh, Johnny Snow <laughs> coming down to Dragonstone. Uh, you know nothing, Jenny. <laughs> But John coming down to Dragonstone to meet Danny. I'm sorry, you're going and you're trying yeah. to impress her. Bring an effing direwolf. Yeah. Like why not? You're going north of the wall to battle whites. Bring a direwolf. Yeah. I mean the dude. Uh, I think Ghost could have taken on that zombie polar bear. I think he would have. It would have. Uh, I think Thoros would still been be alive. That would have been a cool battle. Yeah. I think Thoros would still be alive. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I, it was a forgotten character, and I joke and say production costs. I'm sure that had something to do with it. But they, oh, it had everything to do with it, it, but I don't care. But they spent it all on the bear, which was a right. cool sequence. But uh, Did we really need the zombie polar bear? I, I mean, it was know. cool. It was, it cool. was fine. But don't tell me you they don't have ghost. money somewhere for ghosts. You got, it takes a lot of money to burn down a wall with, with frost fire. You know it's what? Like, they could have. They didn't have. They could have saved costs on three stunt guys burning alive at the spoils of war, <laughs> an animated ghost. Just Don't tell ghost me you warmth. couldn't have. Found, I mean, I I will, I'll start a Kickstarter. I'll I'll put give ghost, you money right ghost, now. Put I'll, ghost in eight. The ghost fund. Ghost absolutely. for eight. Ghost for eight. Mm-hmm. All right, you. Let's go character by character. Unless mm-hmm. you want, we'll, we'll start there. Sure. Um, I, I want to start with uh, you. You brought up Tyrion, so I want to dive into Tyrion yes. a little bit. I he season five was a different journey. Season six, I thought he was had nothing to do. Great scenes. Uh, when you compare it to say like season two, when he's on fire, yeah, when he's amazing, yeah, peak Tyrion. Um, so I thought in the way of screen time and just impact on the story, he rebounded. But yes, he came back making errors left and right. Completely, and you know, I want to ask you too. Yeah. Do you think it was? 
you know, what Danny suspected? Do you think he actually has soft spots for his family or a blind spot for his family? Or do you think he just genuinely maybe has been away from the game for so long that he doesn't remember how it's played and how Cersei and Jamie think? I think it is, I think the strategy was bad, not because he didn't, he wasn't summarizing him submarining himself but i definitely feel spoils of war fields of fire too there i think it started to take it take hold i don't know if he i don't think he betrayed danny a lot of people think that stuff at the end where he's staring at the i think he was just like they're probably related um <laughs> uh I, I don't think it was a out and out i'm gonna betray i think he was for the good of the realm i'm gonna try to negotiate something with cersei maybe we all can get along down the line i I think he lost himself. So Okay, well, let's put it this way. Like, there were two, for my mind, there were Mm -hmm. two main things that were weird for me and that I thought were bad decisions and bad moments for him. Mm -hmm. There was the decision to take Casterly Rock, which ended horribly because totally got played uh, and went to Highgarden instead. And then there was this stupid plot to go north of the wall and Mm -hmm. capture a white and somehow think that that is going to convince Cersei. Right. Why? For both of them. Like, what? Especially the latter one. Especially mm. the let's go north and capture a white and, yeah. and, you know, bring it back and convince Cersei. Like, in what universe does Tyrion think that actually is going to make a difference to his sister? I, I think I, you're, you're 100% right. I think in story, I loved the journey north. I love the all-star team. But in story, I'm like, John, you're dumb. You really think this? Like, who think? Bring... Bring 20 more people. What are we doing here? Sure, sure. Um, so I had fun criticizing it in story. But yeah, I think Tyrion might have been, you said, too far out of the game, but maybe too far removed. And so he returns and things have changed. I think that's what happened with Castelly Rock because Jamie, he would never suspected that Jamie would give up their home. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's like, ah, I have good memories of it. Cersei, not so much. And I think Tyrion's just out of practice, maybe, like you said, maybe too far out. Maybe. I, and I mean, maybe this actually goes toward uh, the story talking about how Tyrion is Tywin's actual son, because it seemed mm. like Tywin was the one who really put all the value on Casterly Rock. Right. Versus his, you know, Cersei and Jaime, who not so much. Neither no. one of them seemed to care as much, even though it was the seat of Lannister power. Right. I think Tywin would have been pissed off that oh, the yeah. rock was taken. And I don't think Tywin would have come up with this plan. So... I, you know, maybe that is just Tyrion kind of echoing the importance that his dad would have placed on the homeland mm-hmm. and uh, being wrong in this totally. case, which I don't know. I, that's the only that's the only way I can kind of explain it away character wise for me. It's just difficult when you yeah. come to it from a book reader's perspective where Cersei has been the one who has been making missteps and dumb, idiot, <laughs> bad, bad decisions, power hungry, miss, you know, everything. Yeah. Left and right, and you know, uh, getting rid of all of her uh, counselors and good advice, and then to see the contrast between that and show Cersei, and yeah. show Cersei is kicking ass right this season. Now, season five, she makes you know, it starts off she she dumbs her way into some bad problems, but after the Walk of Atonement, it's the slow revenge that plays out perfectly in the end it's of season game six. On. Yeah, she so, has some good she has some good moments and yep. a good arc this season. I feel like oh, I love her stuff, and and I love. I love uh, that final, you know, with with the white and her co- being convinced. I believe she was convinced, but I, I believe she's pregnant. Okay, so I was I, just going to ask you. We could transition she... to some Cersei talk sure, here. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely think she's pregnant. Okay. Now, 
I don't know what that means with the prophecy. The prophecy on the show was already kind of weird because she, she had, had Robert, that one little Robert. baby. Yeah, from, right. So I think Baratheon. it's all real. That's why I believe her when she was like, oh, that white was coming from my baby and that's my world. I don't mm-hmm. care about anyone else. I think you? she, I agree. Yeah. I, I do think she's actually pregnant or at least believe she's pregnant. Right. Uh, however, I think she's, A, obviously using that to her advantage as much as humanly possible. I yeah. think she's definitely trying to play Tyrion with that. You know, it's, she's she's taking advantage of it. She made sure that he saw like, her yeah. stroking her belly and, oh, my God, you're pregnant. And that would be the reason that he might actually believe that she would go for this plan mm-hmm. and everything. And, I, I again, her outplaying him... I just don't like it. <laughs> just, you don't like. I don't like it. I like when Tyrion is smarter than Cersei, but I it's it is interesting to watch, and I, you know she she's just been great. I'm just spitting on your table now. No, that's, that's all good. right. No, that's you should drink more whiskey and make it make the spit good. That's exactly so, what I reach for. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like I, I I go back to season two Tyrion, and 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 that's like I said, peaks mm-hmm. peak uh, Tyrion, and, and him she and, has her moments even in season yeah. two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. Like, I, I love Cersei. You know, I love Cersei. In fact, I think next to you is a picture of Cersei at art painting. There, I think oh, is I that got. What that is? It yeah, yeah. Down. So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. It's a Nan Lawson print, friend of Joe Stars over there at Screen Junkies. That looks um, great. I highly recommend you guys check out Nan Lawson's work online. Some great Game of Thrones stuff. Very nice. I'm seeing a Danny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the princess. princess that was promised. Yeah. Can we like add a little asterisk and be like princess? Princess that was promised. Yeah. Come on. Hey, it's gender neutral, right? Prince is not gender neutral. I hate to tell you. Valen, or not, yeah, I'm not, well, Valencar? Valencar, Val- maybe. Valencar, maybe. And how, whatever the word for prince is in High Valerian. Have they yeah. said it? Uh, the, the, what the word is? Yeah, no, because they think. just said the, you know, the, the prophecy. Prophecies. When she talks about be. it. You actually, come to think of it, when she says the prince that was promised, mm-hmm. I don't know if Melisandre actually does say the phrase in High Valyrian, I and I wasn't does. paying attention. I'm I, sure I, I, there is actually a word considering they've done the whole language. Right. But right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's possible. But but so yeah, to, to wrap up Tyrion, what do you think? Okay, do you think Tyrion has that last look? What mm, is that last yes. look about? Betrayal. I think Disgust? that Jealousy? is. I think that is political worry mm-hmm. for me. I. I've gotten conflicting reports and I've seen, you know, interviews with Peter right. Dinklage and I've seen interviews with the director from that episode. And, uh, you know, I've, I've read various things about what George initially intended for Tyrion. Uh, however, I, I do feel like Tyrion is a bit smitten with Danny. Yeah. However, I don't, I didn't really read that look as romantic jealousy. I read it as, political worry. I read it as oh no, she's going to get entangled romantically with someone and yeah. someone pointed out uh, that Tyrion himself does not have a good track record when it comes to romantic entanglements. No, that no. does not end well it for him. Not. So for him to see her be entangled with someone and be, you know, fa- actually fall in love with an actual power force, not someone like Dario 2.0 right, right. who means nothing, that it's that right, would be nothing. That would be a genuine worry for him. Yeah. So I get that. And I think that is the best explanation I, for I, me. I look at it as uh, love is the death of duty. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. I think he's looking at that going, oh, no, those crazy kids are getting together. I don't think he suspects – I made the joke earlier. I don't think he suspects John's heritage. True parentage? No, I don't no. think so either. Uh, he might suspect you know, that he's not Ned's son, but – I don't know. think he cares. I, he cares. I mean, yeah, until he finds out about Rhaegar and Lyanna. Right. Sure. 
Right. So I, I don't know. I, but I, I agree. Tyrion was uh, was a different type of Tyrion this season. I mean, at least at least they addressed that he kept messing up. I was okay with that. Yeah. It, it, that meant it was intentional, mm-hmm. which might mean why you have some more, even more problems with it. it. Yeah, to me, yes. I, I think I agree it was intentional. Right. I don't really, I'm not really happy about it. Yeah. However, I think it was also to kind of illustrate Elena's point that she made to Danny, which was, you know, right. I sur- I've been surrounded with clever men and I still live this long because I ignored them. Right. So I think it was really about Danny being true to her roots. And the most badass times, mm. you know, was when she was let Danny be Danny, Danny let be, Danny, be a yeah. dragon and go torch everything in High Garden, although that included the food, which <laughs> I, I feel like next season is gonna be about winter and about a siege. They've yeah. made a lot this year about uh, food being scarce and supplies being scarce and, you know, from Winterfell and King's Landing both. Right. So I think that is going to be a, a theme next year. And I don't think Danny did herself any favors by, by torching all the food. No. Um, however, no. I, yeah. So I, I think, but again, she got to be a badass. She, she yeah. still went up and I, saved John and, you know, the Magnificent Seven. So. I, I think that's an excellent point to say that, that part of where hi, the highlight with Tyrion, Tyrion was to what Elena said. Elena, Diana Rigg killed it. Oh, and what a send off. My favorite death in all of Game of Thrones. That Really? Yeah, in all of Game of Thrones. That's my favorite death because that is going out true to the character, going out with no fear. I mean, a little, she was clearly afraid. <laughs> no, but, she was, no, she wasn't, I didn't think she was at all. I think she yeah, was like, well, I'm ready to die. You know, ready to die, but just, you know, not saying she was like, oh, this is a great time. Um, but <laughs> out on her shield, like just, I don't and just to get that final jab in yeah. was beautiful. That's that's fair. Beautifully have, acted, beautifully shot. I'd have to think about that. Come back to me at the your, end of, your favorite uh, death? of the recording. Yeah, okay. I got to think about fate because it, it depends. You know, yeah. there's there's just pure spectacle of it, or there's well, yeah, character moments of it. Yeah, of, I of mean, best death. Like I, I, as much as it pained me to see Mance Raider go on the mm-hmm. show, I loved parts of his death, but it was the stuff before his death. Mm-hmm. It was a great moment for Jon Snow, but like that was a death I liked. Hated Barristan Selmy's sure, death. Sure. Obviously, the Stannis' death didn't happen. Um, <laughs> still not confirmed. That's I don't trust Brian's words. His head is on a <laughs> spike at Winterfell. Yeah. Did you not see it? Mm, probably, probably. Uh, as far as other characters, let's move to Jamie Lannister. Um, once finally, ag- finally, Jamie and Cersei have split. Finally, because as we know in the books, we'll have our book smug moment. This this is already kind of coming. already in play. Mm. You know, the, it needed to happen. Uh, yeah, and I thought it happened in a good way. I, I agree. Uh, there were definitely moments. I thought it was might happen at the very beginning of the season because at the end of season six, you have that moment after she's crowned yeah. where he comes back after she's, you know, burned a third of the city and yeah. killed however many hundreds of people and kind of has that moment of, oh, my God, my sister's heiress part two. Yeah. But no, they, she, he was fine the whole time. I he think he tries. Cool it. I think he tries. He dare, dare I say he tries to see the good in Cersei Lannister. And, uh, have fun with that kid. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought the way they got to it was uh, was great, and I love that last moment. Uh, Nikolai uh, has some great acting this year. Um, Definitely, I really. Where do you think he's headed? Good question. I think he is heading. Uh, I think he's heading to. Uh, I want to say Dragonstone, but I don't know. I'd say so. Yeah. I, I, because, I mean, he wouldn't go to Winterfell. No. And there's, like, nothing in between anymore. No, no. Like, the Freys are all dead. 
You know, uh, there's nothing. Nobody's at Casterly Rock. We've established that. No one's at High Garden. We've established that. So unless he's going to so go Winterfell, but I don't think so. South wouldn't make sense. Um, Dragonstone. I think if he goes and finds Tyrion, yeah, I think he might pledge his loyalty there. I would hope so. Yeah, and, and just kind of. I don't know. I love. I don't know how he factors in next season, and I love that. Yeah, I um, still think he's the one to kill Cersei. Yes, I, I've always liked that theory that he is the little brother. I mean, it, it. You know, it gets to the point where you've been with these theories for so long that you start to feel like they're too on the nose, and then mm-hmm. you start looking for other explanations, like oh, the Hound is a little brother, and yeah. oh, Valencar is gender neutral, so it's going to be Arya, or maybe I mean, maybe it's Arya with the Hound's face. Like I, who knows? I, I like the idea that there was a thing that popped up where Arya they highlighted Bernadette, Cersei's handmaid, so yes. much. I thought, oh, that's how. Oh, she's yeah. going to do it. Yeah, I, I believe. But I still, at the end of the day, I think George R. R. Martin has said himself that hey, some the fans have figured out a lot of this stuff. Yeah. He said that the fans have guessed the ending. Yeah, which I mean could mean anything. Could be really. anything. Yeah. And I try to now I try to avoid that kind of stuff to not be too spoiled. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think and there was that shot of them on the map. Was that episode one where I love that stuff? The Cersei's standing on the neck mm-hmm. and Jamie's at Jamie's the fingers. on the fingers. I mean that uh, I love that stuff. I believe Me that. Me too. Those are the moments where I'm like, yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you for thank you for that. But you were satisfied with Jamie this season. Uh, you know, I've been satisfied with Jamie for quite some time. I'm good. <laughs> Ever since he Except, jumped well, out of a bathtub? Yeah. Ever since he jumped out of that bath with Brienne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm very impressed with his ability to float uh, and and breathe underwater. Yeah, you but know. But other than that. It's lightweight metal. It's just like, what? How did I they end up moment. a mile down river? Yeah, that I didn't. Uh, yeah, that uh, one I did. But, but the, uh, again, Spoils of War was, again, one of my favorite episodes. I just, uh, I love that charge. It brought me so much Tension. I love Tyrion going, you idiot. I loved yes. it all. I, I, loved, I loved, it all. loved that we got a battle with a lot of stakes in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you truly didn't know who to root for. You didn't want anyone to die, but you knew someone was, you know, going to get it. Dan and Dave said it. It's like one of the first times we've had like two main characters facing off in that yeah. kind of way. And we're going to have to see that more and more now. So yeah. I, I thought as a good introduction scene of main character versus main character because yeah up till now it's been like main character versus obvious villain or right, main right. character versus undead zombie or you know something uh you know brienne versus bear right and it, you know <laughs> this was like this was a this was character. a fight that had stakes on both sides yeah. and it was really awesome especially that was one moment of Tyrion's i did really like when he was watching his brother and watching yeah. his own family soldiers Die at the hand of, uh, of Danny, too. and I think it was that Dothraki Rocky going, <laughs> "You people can't fight." Oh, that man. really started to kick in for Tyrion. Like, wait a minute, here. God, those Dothraki were so good. In there was, fight. There was, I mean, everything we before, and I love the Robert Baratheon in season one warned of this. Nope, you yep. know, yeah, that's exactly it. what he said. I love it. I love it. I love it. Never, uh, yeah. never go in against the Dothraki horde in an open field, <laughs> and never, Dothraki never get screamers. involved in a land war in Asia. Asia. Those are the two oh, rules. Oh, Um What? Let's let's jump to uh, Winterfell here. Because this is, we'll spend some time here. Arya, Sansa, Baelish, this storyline mm-hmm. here. Arya, I thought, I, I I have no problem with the Frey thing. I still wondered the magic of the wearing those faces. It's a little weird for I'm me. I'm okay with it. But I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I'll if, accept it. If, if, you know, if I'm going to not accept that, why am I going to accept this white walker zombies mm-hmm. and dragons? Yeah. Like, this is a fantasy world. I'm okay with that. Uh, I love the Nymeria stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I, th- I hope it's going to be more. I mean, I know it's going to be more. Do you think we're going to see her again? I, I 
don't think so on the show. I don't think so on the show. They I wrapped mean, it up not, too perfectly. Yeah, if they're not showing Ghost anymore, I don't mm-hmm. know why they would think they would need Nymeria any Unle- longer, which un- sucks. Unless but. it factors in, like, it was, uh, you know, the final book of Chronicles of Narnia where all the all-stars come back <laughs> to fight in the final battle here. <laughs> uh, that unless train you, crash. Yeah, yeah. L- yeah, the train crash. Uh, poor l- Susan. Uh, poor Susan. Uh, Wait, can I actually go off on a random mini yes. tangent for a second? There was a... Ding, there ding, was ding. a I don't mini remember, tangent. I don't remember if there was a book of short stories that Neil Gaiman actually wrote or he edited, but there was a short story and it was, uh, it was called The Problem with Susan. Uh-huh. And it was basically all about her as an adult and how it kind of never really sat right with the author that she was left out of heaven simply because she was <laughs> into, you know, makeup and boys and, and things it's and not a, into books. Know, and it's yeah. just, yeah, it was, it was kind of a nice little story to address the fact of like, yeah, she just was a different type of person and yeah. you just want to kick her, her out of heaven. Kept what the hell? Man? Man. Damn C.S. Lewis, you cold. <laughs> So yeah. I, anyway, I, yeah. I enjoyed that story because I ding, loved ding, ding. Chronicles of Narnia. I so did. Too. I, was, it was I was raised on it. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That was a nice little thing. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think unless they have like a last battle sort of thing with uh, with Lucy and, yeah. and Arya and everyone coming back, we're probably not going to see the rest of that wolf. Unfortunately. Yeah, and but but it gives me hope that in the books this definitely factors in. Yeah, I think the it's wolves somewhat. are huge in the books. Yeah, that pack you hear about. Oh, there's a pack of wolves roaming the, the riverlands. Yeah. All of them. You yeah, know, there's a big wolf leading a bunch of other wolves. Like so, to actually see it, I, I think it was a, a, a wrapped up package, and I'm good with it. Yeah, and it made sense for Arya. Um, but this big thing. All right, Arya, Sansa, mm-hmm. the reunion. There's a lot. I love the Arya and Brienne fight. I loved, uh, you know, the the the, the yes. practicing. There was a lot of good stuff. Some powerful stuff there. Yes, I think if I had to pick a favorite moment in the entire season, the Arya Brienne fight would be it. Really? I mean, that's great. That's a, it is a powerful. moment. I loved it because. Why. Well, first of all, it's just awesome. It's Homer Simpson too. Explain why. <laughs> Explain why. Uh, because not only was it amazing, uh, because Brienne has always looked at both of the girls as uh, people she had to protect mm-hmm. and part of her oath to Catelyn. So to see Arya come up and be on equal footing with Brienne was really awesome to see. To see Brienne fight another girl mm-hmm. and be on equal terms with her was awesome to see. That she just got to enjoy – like both of them had just this pure joy yeah. on their faces of just the joy of – battle of a fight and that's why Sansa kind of had you know was looking on a little jealously because it's not part of her world Uh, but also mostly what I really liked about it was that you got to see all of Arya's influences Throughout all of her whole six, seven season yeah. training montage, you know, everyone from Serio to Jackin yeah, to yeah. the Hound, you saw all of those moments in with Brienne. And I just, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was these, these two women in this, in this world fight, like looking at each other, like, yeah, I'm not alone. And, Bam. But also, I want to fight you. Yeah. That no, was great. And I loved of, it. And both of them, their entire lives had felt alone. Yeah. And now they both, Got to have a, another female kindred spirit, and I yeah. thought that was so freaking cool. It really, it really came through. It was one of the better moments of the season there. Um, but then it, the the storyline. Now, I guess yeah, overall, I w- from, our, from beginning to finish, for Arya, for her like slaughter of the phrase yeah, up to the uh, uh, weird uh, stuff with Sansa. Up to you the, think? So I here's the thing: I didn't have, I don't know, I didn't have as big as a problem as other people did, and but I got it. I got what people are saying, and I, I don't know fully where you came down on it. I'll ask it a second here, but uh, I just kept saying, wait, 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 wait. 
Like, wait till see what's happening. Does someone's? I love the moment where Baelish outwits Arya, or at least what we thought was him getting back into the game, because Baelish seemed to be slipping early with on. With the note. With the note. With the, and with he, the quote-unquote yeah, note of that Sansa lurks, wrote lurks about Lurks around Joffrey. the shadows, okay. and it's like, all yes. right, Baelish is still in the game. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best players of the game, and I had worried early on, especially when, when right, exactly. Ray, Rave Burning Man Bran comes back. In the, uh, early, se- in the early episodes of the yeah. season, it just seemed like Baelish was just kind of hanging yeah. out and being and, sort of whispery and Sansa shutting him down, which, yeah. fine, but cool, mm, but know. why are you there? And Bran saying, you know, oh, chaos is a ladder, wink, wink. And yeah. so I like that moment. But overall, overall, I I liked it. And I liked Baelish's death. I didn't want Baelish to die. He was one of the guys I thought would wind up on the Iron Throne. Really? Uh, I, I, I thought he deserved it in a way. But in, in saying that, okay. in saying that, I understand the people's disappointment because here was one of the, if not the best player of the game, Outwitted by these sisters in a weird display that undercut a lot of the story up to that point in their growth. I got it. So I don't know. Where were you? Well, okay. What I want to ask you actually yes. first, because you kind of went, I mean, you're talking a little Good. bit more about Baelish, but like, I mean, as far as Arya mm-hmm. was concerned, like, did you feel she was, she really was being taken in? Like, I know there was uh, the whole scene that Isaac Hempstead Wright talked about where Sansa comes in that they ended up cutting. So you right. kind of got more of a sense of when they started to figure out Baelish's game. But I mean, did you, until, you know, considering it wasn't in the show, did you right. buy that Arya and Sansa were actually fighting and that Arya and Sansa were being taken in by Baelish up till that point? I never thought Arya was truly fighting. I think Sansa was. Okay. And I think that moment where Baelish is talking to Sansa and he's saying, what does Arya want? What would that make her? And Sansa says, oh, the Lady of Winterfell. And it's kind of like, yeah, we got to get her out. That's the moment Sansa was like, Arya doesn't want to be the Lady of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. And she connected there. I think Arya from the beginning was trying to see what's going on, was trying to play, and was would not be dumb enough to think that Sansa meant all that. Okay. But at the same time, I could see Arya being legitimately upset, like, I would have died instead of write this letter. Right. But that's Arya, you're a weird little girl who spent some time over, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So I think Arya was ahead of the game and Sansa caught up. Right. And I mean, and to be fair, there was a lot made of the fact that, you know, when Arya was kind of accusing Sansa of, mm-hmm. of writing this letter and in truth and, you know, not defending father and everything. And, uh, you know, and, and I went back and rewatched the scene. And first of all, you know, Arya went uh, in the Baylor mm-hmm. in, in season yeah. one. And first of all, Arya does see Sansa struggling. Like, mm-hmm. she does jump off the statue of Baelor and kind of head towards... So just, Arya was right when she said that she, you know, I agree, and I believe her when she says she would have died rather than write that letter, because she she really was trying to fight her way towards right. the towards yeah. the, the platform. And uh, But I do think she also saw Sansa kind of fighting and was obvious that Sansa wasn't really happy about the whole thing. Yeah. However... I think really this was a scene where, well, I guess two scenes if we're talking because it really kind of happened over two episodes. This was something where I think it did probably happen a little bit in the books Mm -hmm. because a big thing in the show, which I loved but did not happen in the books, was the whole Arya Tywin 
storyline. And that's season two. Right. And that is, you know, Arya serving the Lannisters, which she's so adamant against in these in, the, in right. season seven. And so it almost makes me feel like because that didn't happen in the books, that maybe this scene between her and Sansa is something that is going to take place in the books, at least some sort of variation of right. it. Right. Because it, the setup would be different because. Right. There's, you know, fake Arya, there's right. Jane Westerling yeah. versus this and that. So eventually yeah. at some point we're going to get this reunion in Winterfell. Yeah. I, I do believe that will happen in the books. I believe so too. I believe we're going to see that. So yeah, anyway, so overall my takeaway was a little less angry than other fans. Sure. I but hated I, it. I was not happy it. at all. So, yeah. So I'm, what were the reasons? Well, Play it up. first of all, I'm actually glad they left out that scene uh, yeah, yeah, between with, yeah, with, with Sansa coming to go see Dr. Brent Hatton and figure out mm-hmm. what was happening when because Brand I think it, I think it actually does help that you have this sort of ambiguity between the two of them and not really sure who knew what when and what was going on and I liked the surprise of turning on Baelish you know yeah uh, and I think that would have that scene with Bran and Sansa would have kind of killed that however I you know it's I wasn't happy to see the regression immediately into old sister grudges between both Arya and Sansa. I really okay. felt like as characters, both of them had grown beyond that a little bit more. And while I do think that Arya probably would have been feeling out Sansa to make sure she wasn't taking anything over from John, you know, it's she still she still chose Winterfell. She still chose the North. She chose her family. Yeah. And I, I think that means she probably should have been giving a little bit more trust in these people yeah. against people like Baelish yeah, and I, everyone else. I mean, I can't argue that thought that the, the, yeah. that the, that the writing was, you know, I, I know uh, I, I've tried to be in some of these debates and I just can't win them. And I don't, I don't tend to debate it with you here. It's just like I, I, I too many people have felt that the whole thing undercuts Sansa, particularly yeah. in Arya. Yeah. So, right, and that's what it was, you know. Right. Well, and also, um, to be honest, I think it also undercut Baelish a little bit. Yeah. Because I think, although he, I never thought he was as good with machinations as Varys. Um, maybe mm-hmm. in the show, not so much in the books. I always felt like Varys was definitely book, one book step Varys ahead. Book Varys is ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah, but it, maybe in the show, little fingers ahead of, of Varys a tiny bit. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. the writing on both of them has suffered a little bit. And you know, again, we just Varys don't, doesn't has, 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 has had anything, nothing. Nothing He's, to do. Nothing. You know, a short little scene with Melisandre that right. he got his ass kicked. So yeah. you know, fine. And we found out he's going to die gonna, in Westeros. Right. Uh, but I, I again, mm-hmm. Martin is not writing them. And yeah. So it's just to be expected that other people are not going to write these characters as well as Martin probably can. So, right. you know, when we don't have the adaptation, it's I I agree it's probably going to suffer. I, so I was sad that this was his last kind of stand, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, and it was just so easy to see through. I, I kind of you know I don't know if that was intentional Do, at this point because it was really kind of leading up to his death, and you know, right. and maybe because it was so easy to see through. Yeah, that's why he died. Because right. they saw through it and was like, oh, yeah, off with his head. We can't have this guy around it, it anymore. It might have been his final stand. I mean, it might have – again, I think he slipped. I think he lost his edge. I think all that stuff. Uh, two two parts. I, I, I mean, as, as great as Baelish was, I could get behind the idea of a bigger, more elaborate death. Um, for sake of time, I think this is where you have one more episode. <laughs> this plays out a little differently or yeah. at least goes longer. I was okay with it. And this might be a little game of – Game of Thrones counseling I'm doing to myself, which sometimes <laughs> we as fans do, was that this is what he deserved on his mm-hmm. knees, 
crying and begging, mm-hmm. outsmarted by two people he treated badly all through the run, affected the hell out of the Stark family from episode one, mm-hmm. even prior to episode one. So to me, it was totally, he got what's coming, which uh, almost in pro wrestling terms, it's like, cool, the heel went out on his back. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. So I enjoyed that. Maybe that's why the end result, I don't know if the means justified the end, but I liked the end. Yes. If that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. I think once they had decided to go that route, I'm glad that they just quickly ended it. Mm-hmm. That they didn't that they didn't drag it out. Because I think once you've decided that, you know, okay, this is gonna be Littlefinger's last uh last attempt at uh right. at deception, yeah, I mean he needs to go. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have a place in the story anymore. He his doesn't. character has served his purpose. Which has been side note, the one of the saddest things about this season, any little bit season six started to really pop up where you just are realizing we're coming down to end game. Yeah. And like Eloria Sand gone, Tyene Sand gone, yes. Yara Greyjoy probably back in oh, some wait, capacity. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about the Sand Snakes. <laughs> Although, but I will say, I there's, as far as death scenes are concerned, mm-hmm. they've been pretty good this yeah. season. I don't think there's been as many as we should. I really thought we should have lost Tormund north of the wall. I, I can get behind that. And the reason I'll, uh, I think we're, we're I, I'm going to guess we're on the same page yeah. in the sense that I love Tormund. Love however, Tormund. however, he's a collection of characters from the book. Right. So he, this person, this Tormund giant Spain doesn't need to have a purpose mm-hmm. because He's not one purpose in the book. There's no way that a torment is going to go north of the wall with John no. because that torment doesn't exist. Do you think that it's uh, partially being kept around because of like Daryl Walking Dead syndrome? He's just yeah. being kept around because he's such a fan favorite. I think so. I would think so. I thought he was. I hundred percent thought he was gone because yeah. you know Thoros dying got it good. Sure. Sad, bittersweet. Um, but it, arguably the least important character out of that whole seven. Exactly. Right? And that was part Six, of the argument. Seven? Yeah, How uh, many people went north? Seven. 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 John and, and his merry men. John and his merry men. Snow Team Six. Johnny Snow and his snow patrol. <laughs> snow Aside Squad. So many wonderful names for it. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I Tormund... Um, I'm glad he's around. I, I love that Barrack came back because, again, there's Barrack. Not, he's not going to be there. Nah. If, the, if there is this mission north of the wall in the books, Barrack won't Brotherhood's be there. Brotherhood's not going to be there. Brotherhood probably won't be there. Uh, Gendry, I don't know. Um, I, I Actually, I would have been angry had Gendry died because I'd be like, what was the point of bringing him right, back? Right, right, right. Uh, so I, I, yeah. Too too much fan service. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. Tormund should have died. Yeah. They, there wasn't that shock. We didn't have it. Laurie Sand, Tyene, great, gruesome that ending. That was an awesome that, scene. And again, it was it was Cersei in, in yes, power. Yes, exactly. And that was one of her power moments. I wish it hadn't been tell I mean, granted, I'm I'm gullible and I tend to just like watch scenes as they happen. I don't I don't try to figure out what's gonna happen as I'm watching. So I didn't mm-hmm. you know, even though I obviously noticed her garish lipstick, I didn't immediately go, Oh, it's gonna be the whole thing. <laughs> Partially because when Alaria did it, it wasn't yeah, like that. It wasn't you like didn't it. notice. Uh, so I mean, you, that you was, and I watch in the same way, right? We very much watched it because I was like, "Oh, she's got a lot of lipstick." I was just like, "Oh, that <laughs> so, wow, that that per, that DP's oh, got to get fired." Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
right. Yeah, I'm not Got one of those it. folks. Obviously. I, I usually just watch and then take it in and then figure it out after. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, but I I loved it. I thought yeah. poetic justice-wise, it was yeah. great. I thought it was some of the best acting we'd seen from Ilaria and Tyene. Yeah. I thought from Cersei, she was fantastic. I, I thought it was a very fitting thing for her to come up with. I, I, I loved that scene. And, and it's one of those... Moments where you root for Cersei. It's why I love Cersei. It's just, it's it's so simple and yeah. it's so elegant and it's so horrific. It's, it's, it is, it's gruesome. Which and, is awesome. And unseen brutality, really. Um, but it's one of those moments, it's like Cersei's sip of wine after taking down the Sept of Baelor and nope. it's like, yeah. Go yeah. for it. It's her walking away yeah. and saying shame as yeah. she walks away from <laughs> Septa Onella. Yeah, exactly. Like those, those are the moments. And it, you know, if I if I can get sexist for a moment, like get sexist. It's, it's I such, can't. It's and such won't. a womanly, elegant justice that I mm. wouldn't expect from a male character. Mm-hmm. You know, from the male characters, their definition of like a brutal end and and uh, a really powerful death you expect to see blood and a fight and a yeah. you know gore and a head being bashed in and eyes being gouged out from a female character yeah. you get to see these power moves and this intelligence and this cleverness and this you know arguably even more horrific yeah. endings which are so Awesome. Well, well, the saying in the world of ice and fire is, you know, poison is a woman's weapon, yeah. which is a absolutely in story, a designed to be, I think, an off handed sexist remark. Of, yeah, it's supposed to be an insult. It's, supposed, it's an insult. But you're right, because if this was, uh, let's say Jamie was in this role and it was reversed, he would have, uh, here's your sword, here's my sword, and I'm going to fight you because you killed my daughter. Right. That uh, And instead, this <laughs> this poison is a woman's weapon. I, I want to face a man then, because this is yeah. the most brutal, right? psychic mind F that you could have. <laughs> this is from the mind of Cersei when she says, oh, I stay up at night thinking of ways to kill people. I mean, how how yeah. chilling is that? Yeah. And, you know, and you know it's true. You know it's yes. true. Like when she yes. when she was in the cell and Septa Nello was coming in and like pouring yeah. water on the stones and Cersei's like, yeah, I'm the last face you're going to see before right. you die. Like this is what she stays up at night thinking about. <laughs> and it's just... It's so great and it's so scary and she's I a mean, little burn book. She just like she left a woman to be raped to death by a mm-hmm. zombie. And this is what I'm saying. I mean, oh my god. Yes, yes, that's what it is. It's the literal what she was and she walks away going shame. Jamie would never do that. And yeah, no, Jamie he would, would never Jamie do would, that. He'd hand Septianello's story. But she walks away and goes, shame, shame. And we're laughing <gasps> and fist pumping. We're like, so, Yeah, Cersei. It's that's that's to me where the show is still succeeding very, very much and why I like this season so much. There's that kind of stuff. When it gets it right, it gets it, it gets so it right. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. It yes. does. And things that might have been right, it might have been wrong. I want to move to John and Danny here mm, and the time we have. Incest left. threat level <sighs> critical. I'll jump to that moment first. <laughs> Were you rooting for this? Were you rooting for this? I don't root for it. You just see it coming down the pike. It's like a train coming at you. You're not cheering for it. You're just like, yep, that's happening. <laughs> But but that's, just, that's like, what that's oh it's happening that train's going happening. that that's, train's going in the tunnel but um <laughs> but you're you're well, you're saying it pretty even handed there I know a lot of people who are just out and out rooting for it who are like I know 
I know, but that's going to be hot. Like, there was a lot of that this year. Dude, how many sit-ups a day do you think <laughs> Kit Harrington and how many squats? Well. So that man did not skip leg day. No, like, dude. But here's the thing. Good for him. Good for him. because I would do the same I thing. I would do the same thing, too. The show took too many shots at Kit's height. Yeah. There was oh. too many meta moments of, well, Jon Snow is kind of short. It's too little He's for too me. too little. But to Tyrion, by the way. Oh, I know. Danny, come on. Danny's a little. Oh, that uh, was just, that was uh, awful. I don't want to call her naive. She's just a little in her, in her, in her own world sometimes. Yeah, really. Just so a little bit. I was, I got it. It's two hot young actors. Oh, sure. Going at it. Absolutely. I got it. But it was the whole time I was like, they're going to, I couldn't. They're going to bang. When he knocks on that door. Oh, yeah. And she opens it. It was like the end of Moonlighting when 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 uh, <laughs> Cher. Uh, oh, wait, wait, Maddie, Oh, Mad- with, uh, so not yeah, Moonlight, Moonlighting. Moon, yeah, yeah. Um, um, with uh, God with oh, God uh, Bruce Blinking. Willis and Shebel, Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd, yes. Um, um, when when the, he opens, she knocks on the. Never mind. It's a flashback to my childhood watching that show. Um, it's finally they the are they aren't it's everyone. It's Ross and Rachel. It's kissing. Ross and Ra- it's Rachel. Just, yeah, TV know. show Ed had that Julie Bowen and Tom Cavanaugh. That it was show. a great show. Great show. So uh, sad. I could do a, a podcast on Ed, but you that can't watch it anywhere. Great show. Um, so when he knocks on that door, I couldn't believe. I was actually like, "They're going to do it." Oh yeah. Like the show's going to go through with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it it was disturbing, but it was hot. I get yeah, it. it was. It was. I it was it. okay. I think they did enough. I, I think they did enough build up to it. And I was honestly, mm. I also thought mm. both of them are young. We yeah. we forget that. Yeah. With the, both of the roles that they that they have and all of the responsibility that both characters have had to take on. But both characters, even in show, mm-hmm. are young. And I can absolutely see. Like, they're both young. They're both hot. They're yeah. both powerful. Power, yeah. I mean, instant crush material. Yeah. Just immediately. Right from the get-go. Totally. And, and why played, wouldn't you? Yeah. And Davos, who was a great who backup, he had some great moments this year, Davos. Davos had a lot of really great good stuff. moments. Um, a, little, a little too on the nose sometimes, Some of it was I meta. The, you know, sometimes I The thought. Gendry line of, I thought I'd find you rowing somewhere. That okay. actually was okay It was with funny. It. That, that was funny. That, I was like, that's um, enough fan service. I'm all right with it. Yeah, that. Yeah. But I, uh, you know... Um, but Danny and John, I, I think, and I, we'll throw in a little bit. I, I, before we close, I want to close with them. Now that I think about it, program sure, sure, program sure. change. Sam Citadel, Sir oh, Jorah, okay. yeah, Maester, yeah, Maester Ebros, who you and I were like dead set that Broadbent was going to be our Archmaester Marwyn. I think Ebros is basically Marwyn, like they, yeah, or they're just not even dealing with dealing whatever with, that character is going to do. That, but Marwyn's about the the fact that yeah, Maesters have the, been. What was the point of the grayscale? Okay, this is where I you why know, you you know I'm a Jorah guy. So um, yes, this is where I thought the pace of the show. I think a lot of people I heard it talked about, but I think they focused on Arya Sansa and all those other things and the time traveling, the jetpacking. But to go through this almost two year journey with Jorah and Grayscale and being is that how long it was? It, it, it's season, hard to keep track. Season five, he gets it. Okay. Oh, and, wow. And all through yeah. season six. And then the gr- Well, because it just seemed like it was going slow, 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 slow. And then, oh my God, it's like down to his waist. I think it's, you know, it's like you get a cold. You're like, <laughs> is my throat tickling? You wake up the next morning. <laughs> you feel like death. Yeah. When he gets sent away by Danny last year as a Sir Jorah guy, as you know, like that was a heartbreaking moment. I, I have loved you. And she's like, cool check mark scene. Uh, get on, Peace. get on out of here. Um, go heal thyself. Go heal thyself. It was, that's a, that's a long journey, and 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 then I loved I loved that he was at the Citadel, mm-hmm. and I loved that he came back. I did too. 
But it did seem like a little bit. I wonder how much time passed. If Sam did that over the course of a couple of days, I don't know. Yeah, it was a little bit like we went all that way for. Oh, he's for, good, right? And I, it was just to me, it felt like both a actual distance journey and an emotional mm-hmm. journey for nothing, really. Yeah, I mean, she kind of likes him and sends him away and go heal yourself, and then he does and he comes back. Okay, cool. No harm, no foul. Like, yeah. Why? Yeah. What, what really was the point? And, 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 I, and I'm sorry. Like, look, I get that curing grayscale is dangerous to maesters, and that's why nobody yeah. does it. But really, when the show has played up the fact that, the, oh, my God, there's no cure for grayscale, and there's no way around this, and it's an instant death sentence, and really all it would have taken was, like, a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was right there yeah. as far as the cure is all along, and apparently takes a day. Yeah. Sam you know? just read the books. It's just really painful. Yeah. Bite down. Knock, knock him out with some milk of the poppy yeah and you would have been fine yeah i i do think that's a that's a case of where the pacing hurt them yeah because then jorah yeah. comes back and she's like it's a friend and he kind of looks at john snow like oh ah, i know what's crap. going on here and then when he says i'll go north of the wall i thought i really and you were the one who texted me first you jerk <laughs> who, who said he said you know jorah's gonna be the white that they bring back to cersei oh that would have been cool and i thought oh that's gonna that's how he serves her that's how he serves danny i would have enjoyed that um, I absolutely would have enjoyed that scene, too. But overall, I was okay with Sam and the Citadel. Other I wanted one of the seven to be the zombie. I really did. Yeah, I wanted one I of them to be the white. It would have been bittersweet. It would have been great. Have been tough. Yeah, because then you would have had a stake in who this this who white was. was. Yeah. As opposed to him just hiding out in a box for a little yeah. bit. Sure. That was captured too um, easily. Yeah. Uh, but So I agree with that. Sam and the Citadel, we'll see. I love the stuff with him and Broadbent. There's some great stuff. It was some of the quieter yes. moments and some of the more disgusting moments in all of Game of Thrones. I, I did actually love those transitions. I, I, I thought they were great. I uh, thought the, those The were, one with the grayscale into fun. the chicken pot pie. Into I'll the chicken pot pie. Never eat chicken pot pie again. Or when they're reaching and, I mean, they're, what was it, the the scene with Missandei and Grey Worm go <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. the hand into the bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, just just Gray little word, things. Man. I felt like, yeah, that was a that was a DP or director having a lot of fun good, and well played, well good, done. Good job, Gray good worm. on you. Have at it, Grey Worm, getting the job done. I'm a, I'm a little. I feel a little cheated. We didn't get to see the Kendall. Like, yeah, thing. I thought they were going for it too. I thought it was going to be a there's something about Mary moment, right? <laughs> the Frank and like, beans oh, and lack thereof. Like oh, I I wanted to beans, see what was going on, beans. but all right. No, cool. I guess I guess next year maybe we'll get that reveal. It'll probably be Varys. Um, do you think Gray? What I mean, do you yeah. think? Grey Worm's going to make it through next season, though. Yeah. Really? I think there's... here. Look, I think a lot of people are going to die. Grey Worm's a candidate, but, you know, him and Missande running off at the end of this... I'm into a, the sunset? Know, into really? the sunset. I could see them being rewarded a little bit for their love. I'm a little worried because I, I almost felt like this season, overall, the creators had a bit of cold feet when it came to killing off main characters. I thought this I was going to be the season where we just started losing people left and right. I thought Cersei was going to go this year. I thought she might. Going into the season. You no, know, because because here's the thing, and here's mm-hmm. what I feel like, uh, is that it, you know this, this would have gone two ways. Because one of these two things has to be resolved first, mm-hmm. right? Either the whole Great War undead battle with uh, the Night King gets resolved first, and then you have to deal with all the human political fallout from Cersei. Yeah. Or the other way around, Valonqar or whatever happens with Cersei, and then you have to deal with the Great, Great War War. and the undead problem. I I 
don't really want them to be solved at the same time. I don't, I don't think know. you can. Yeah. I don't think you can. And I, especially now since Cersei's apparently just going to sit fat, happy, and pregnant in right. King's Landing until whatever happens with her with her child. We'll wait for the Golden Company to come back. Exactly. And- I, you know, so I don't know. Um I really did feel like we were going to start losing more main characters this season, and it didn't happen. So I'm I, like, are we going to have the same kind of body count next season that we're actually used to? I think so. You have to. We do. I mean, but that's what I thought was going to happen this season. I don't know. That's fair. But, I mean, the Night King coming down and the wall finally coming down, which I've been waiting for. I, I like that. I like that moment, even though Did was, you think the whole wall was going to fall? I always though? thought the whole wall I always thought the whole down. wall was going to die. So, it was going to fall. It wasn't just going to be like a pack. I think that might happen in the books because I think in the books you get the more magic at play. Right. But I, I'm okay with it. It allowed Barak and Tormund to survive. If you're not going to kill Barak or Tormund north of the wall on that mission, keep them alive now. Now I'm okay with sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. I didn't think they were going to die that way. I just, I mean, to me, having having only a portion of the wall come down because mm-hmm. of dragon ice fire is kind of a cop-out because sure. to me, I'm like, it was always more of a magical barrier. And they've, yeah. and they've mentioned it in the show. It's not like this is a book-only invention. You know, Correct. Vengeance mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, and it's been, it's been a couple things of why the undead haven't traveled south already. And I'm sorry, but at uh, Shadow Tower, Shadow yeah. Tower at the Western yeah. End, you know, they could have crossed there. There's yeah, a yeah. bridge. There's a bridge. There's a bridge. They the could bridges. walk across or they could literally throw themselves over the gorge mm-hmm. like they showed they could at Hardholm and yeah. then climb back climb up. up all, you know, World War Z style. <laughs> There's ways around it if you don't have a magic issue. And right. so the fact that they never really addressed the magic issue in this kind of bothered me. Okay. I mean, there's there's just a lot that kind of got glossed over when it comes to the wall itself, considering so much of the story has around the White Walkers has been caught up in this wall. wall. The whole show's caught up in the wall. The it wall really is, is this character. It really is. And, and as a member of the Night's Watch that I am, I love the wall. But yeah, yeah I'm glad. Yeah, you're, you're right. I, I, I was surprised. I thought the entire wall was going to come down yeah. because of magic. Um, there was no Horn of Winter. There's none of that yeah. kind of stuff, none but of we'll stuff. see. So John and Danny, um, over, I thought these are Back two, to cousin. No, back, aunt back, and to, back to aunt and, aunt, uh, aunt, aunt, and nephew. Aunt, aunt and nephew. Aunt and nephew. Amelia Clark and Kit Harrington have never been the strongest actors on the show. They've no. not been bad. Uh, they've got a lot of personality and presence, but we've seen in other properties. They're not necessarily yet the big nope. players. But I thought they did a great job this season because a lot was on them. And with their sullen looks and glances, I think they pulled it off. Do you mean pulled it off? Like the connection between them just oh, that, or just in general? In general. I think there were some big scenes. It was just them okay. this year. There were moments I liked. I thought uh, John coming into contact with Drogon mm-hmm. was an amazing moment. Mm-hmm. I thought and, and even um, even the very first actually was a Dragonstone. No, it was the second, second or third episode, I think, where John comes down to Dragonstone. I yeah, think yeah. it's third episode uh, where he sees the dragons for right the first stuff, time. Yeah. I thought that was great. Right. I actually thought he did better than uh, Amelia Clark did when she saw Dragonstone for the first time because she was pretty blank. Stoic. <laughs> totally, which bothered me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as far as That's the fair. connection between the two of them, I thought they did pretty good to right. the point where I'm kind of like, uh, Kit, Kit, you're, you're like engaged, dude. <laughs> um, to Egret. To, to Rose Leslie. Right. And I love them. And yeah. I'm just kind of, but I'm just also kind of like, mm. I kind of feel like 
Amelia at least has a little bit of crush on Kit Harrington. Possibly. Tiny bit. Uh, Possibly. Which I don't blame her for. No. no problem. And in this case, it serves the character, so I'm totally so cool with it. Tap into that. Little bit. But tap I think it. I think they were drawing a little bit on reality. You there. think so? I, you know, to uh, on maybe set I'm magic. Just, Maybe I'm just not giving enough service to their acting ability, but I I think some real life crushing happening. Happening? That's a little bit. You know, That's I mean, hell, I, you know, I don't, yeah. again, don't blame them. Yeah. I have a super hot co-star yeah. and, I, and I have to have a love scene with them. Yeah. I'm going to tap into it You're going to tap bit. into that. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're the working actress, not I, me. I, so, look, you know. You don't, you don't want to get it in the middle of like a personal life, but it's your, but if you're able to act out that fantasy in any way, shape or form. Make it happen. Just bring it, you know. It's like uh, Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone. I was literally just watching yeah. Basic Instinct There today. you go. There no, you go. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I literally was watching that up that movie today. That's awesome. Because they're both awesome in it. So John Aegon Targaryen the sixth or slash seventh. By we the don't way, know. What do you feel about his name being Aegon? I was disappointed. I was ready for Jaharis. I was ready for Jaharis. Um it does make sense. We we the night we're doing that live uh, Sunday night on Thrones Talk, and we kind of all had the four of us had the Okay, and then, you know, me and Rachel Cushing being the book readers, we're like, well, but wait, there's already an Aegon Targaryen. There's two, possibly. There's possibly <laughs> two. Um, so it was seemed a little weird, but it does, I can accept it. And the more I think about it, and the fact that, hey, Aegon VI, Rhaegar's son, dies, mm-hmm. and then Lyanna has the baby. Mm-hmm. Rhaegar's not yes. alive. I'm going to name it Aegon because that's what. Rhaegar would have wanted. Right. I can get, I'm okay with I'm it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I don't, because th- I don't think it necessarily means it's, t- you're taking fake Aegon's story. Correct. I don't think they're going to even yeah. bother with that. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think on first watch, it was kind of that moment of, eh? Mm-hmm. But the more you think about it, and when you think about the actual timeline, I agree. Right. With Rhaegar, Rhaegar's already dead. The kids are already dead. Yeah. Aegon is supposed to be the prince that was promised. Sure, let's give it to the third child. And also, you know, having just watched Hamilton, mm. you know, when one child dies, it's not uncommon to give right. that name to the next kid. Right. So if that's the the name that you want to live on. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, in, in the context of actual, like, royal families and also in this story i yeah. i was okay with it the more yeah, i thought about I, it it's I, still a little weird but it is weird and i don't think anyone's gonna call him Aegon. no that's what i was just gonna say i was like i don't think anyone's gonna think of him as Aegon. so we're running into overtime here so i want to get i was stuff. gonna ask oh, well, going? i, I want to get into some stuff uh, wrap up with next season starting with john snow mm-hmm. when he learns i actually i had no problem with bran and the weird flashback with sam and i, I know some people didn't like that i don't know if you liked the de- delivery of that confirmation with Bran talking over over the sex scene, basically. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, all right, yeah, fine. Fine. It's fine. I didn't care. Get the plot out, yeah. you know. Um, and I liked that Sam was the one who was like, oh no, my my girlfriend. I definitely didn't learn from her. I read to it in a fair, book. To be fair, to be fair, she was reading, and someone brought this up. This isn't even me. Yeah. I can't take credit for it, but she was reading something he had already transcribed. Transcribed, correct. So it was it was something it he kind of came weird. back to. I know. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Really, you mansplaining asshole? Yeah, they really played it like that. It really, God, really seemed jerk. like that. But fine. Um, 
Yeah, what do you think John's gonna what do you think happens when John learns who he is? That is gonna be a really interesting question. I honestly I almost don't care what he thinks. I care what Danny thinks. Uh you and I are similar because on my anchor show uh today at the time of this recording, this episode's released a couple days later, I said that's the number one question going into season yeah. eight. Is what does Danny do? Because this I mean, she's even said even in this season, mm-hmm. I am the last Targaryen. Her entire yeah. identity I'm the uh, last for dragon. the last seven years or seven, you know, yep. seasons, years, however you're going to do the timeline, has been wrapped up in the fact that A, she is the last surviving member, and B, she is the rightful heir to this throne. Right. That has been everything. So it's, you know, to me, like, claim to the throne, I don't mm. think matters. I don't right. think John wants it. And right. I think she with the best dragons wins. So right. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be as big of a play. I do care about how that's going to challenge her sense of self. Yeah. I think that's going to be the, the more interesting question. I think that's absolutely it because it's it's John doesn't want it. John's going to be like, what? I'm Now I'm still John Ned Stark Jr. Like right. I'm still that. Um, yes, he like he told Theon, he can be a um, you both. Know, be both. I be think both that was a Stark for that. and a But I, I don't think he's going to necessarily accept it right away. Just like um, we're going to have trouble accepting him as Aegon Targaryen. He's still Jon Snow to us. I still think he's going to be little Johnny Snow. I think, I mean, I'm just looking forward to Dr. Brandon just dropping that on yeah. him. <laughs> like, he has no tact. Yeah. We've established no, yeah. this with, hey, oh, John. you look so beautiful on the night of your rape, Sansa, yeah. Yeah. my sister. But like, yeah. so he's just, I feel like when he sees John, he's going to be like, hey, bro. Yeah. Hey, by the way. <laughs> John's going to be like, hey, meet my new girlfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah that's uh, your aunt. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm sorry. You need more explanation than that? Yeah, that's right. I think that's the biggest question going in next season. And what you touched upon earlier is when is this battle, the War for the Dawn, going to happen? Mm. Is there going to be aftermath? And do you as a fan, this is the end of this, and we still have the books to read. We yes. have se- six episodes. Six episodes oh left. Six supersized episodes. In a year and a half. Right. Do you want, what do you want? Do you want the battle first and then the politics or the politics battle and then the aftermath, the little return of the king ending? What do you want? I, as far as the order of events happening, Mm -hmm. I do feel like the war with the undead kind of has to happen second. Right. However, a major caveat to this is that I really, really, really hope we get more motivation and backstory about the Night King and the White Walkers in general. Because if they remain the, you know, uh, very blank, evil, undead force that they are right now, like, Mm -hmm. what's the difference between them and the Uruk-hai of Lord of the Rings? Like. Why have them? You, and I want I want there to be more of a story. And I, as cool as it was to know that it was like a man with you know obsidian shoved through his heart, right, right, turned into the the you know as far as as cool as the backstory is to it, like they mm. were created yeah, to yeah. fight man. I want more now. I right. want I want more more of his motivation, and I want more of his character as the Night King moving forward. I agree with that. I think that you know whether or not he's just simply marching to the God's eye to reverse the curse, or he wants to sit on the throne, or he wants just something to walk around in snow to have it actually <laughs> said. You know, yeah. uh, would be good. I, I I think there's a great mythology building in it, but to make it 
right now, to me, it's an easy victory. I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to defeat him. But it's like, all right, they're going to fight him and win. What's the aftermath? But mm-hmm. I want it to have more stakes. So I, I agree with you there. And I do. I want at least one full episode of here's what happens. Not necessarily fade out, fade in six months later. Oh, you mean like Dream of Spring? Yeah. Kinda, a like dream, yeah. This is what happened after the fact. Is democracy in the land? Mm. Does Arya go west of west? Does John give what up? What the hell and go happened north? to the wheel? Yeah, the yeah. wheels, the wheel broken. Uh, you know, you know, where's Stannis? Why has he been hiding out? Because he's not dead. Where is he? I want all that stuff to come back into play. Um, but yeah, so you want Jorah sitting on the throne. I want Jorah to you know find himself a nice woman. He can get over this Danny stuff and live a happy life. I thought Jorah and Brienne end up together. That'd be interesting. Why not? No, why not? Why not? I, can, I, can, I like both of them. I, I can see that. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. That'd be all right. Well, if, if she can't have monster babies with Tormund, I think she's going to end up having. I don't. You know, I, you know what? I don't think. so. I don't think so. I think Brand's going to be like, going I don't need to. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're going to have them end up together, which would yeah. be unfortunate. I mean, it, it's fun, but I don't think it's yeah. going to happen. Watch me eat my words, but right. who knows? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot going on in uh, season seven that we didn't even touch upon, but uh, we uh, we don't want to record uh, all night here. Uh, um, we have a year and a half. We have some to come time. Back so how about more. you come back? <laughs> here to Knapsack Files. We'll do a Watching Thrones, Thrones talk crossover. Uh, but uh, as always, fun to talk Game of Thrones with you. Yeah. So, I missed you, Ken. Oh, I missed you too. We, we and not d- just for your whiskey collection. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I've already just, Glenn Levitt's good. I'm getting there. No, we're at about the same level. I got the whiskey sweats now. Um, yeah, and it was fun. Uh, you, uh, you more than anyone, I ran into a Comic-Con more than anyone this year. You know, it was yeah. funny. It's, it's uh, where, I don't even remember what else I was. Oh, Labyrinth Ball, where mm. I ran into the same people over yeah. and over. And other people, not at all. 160,000 people San Diego. Ran into I, I you. I kept bumping like into you. Every so. other day. Good thing we're friends. That's a good thing. Well, that, I mean, I'm sorry. So you didn't notice the GPS tracker I had embedded <laughs> in your arm? Cool. I uh, just always, it's a weird lump and bump. Uh, <laughs> you guys can follow Michelle Boyd at Michelle Boyd. That's with one L, you people. Get it right. Bless. All the yes. times I had to say that to on, the Screen Junkies uh, production yeah, team. Yeah, I know, right? Michelle with one L. Thank God. On yeah. uh, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and now Twitch. Yeah, you're on Twitch doing I some am twitching. I'm on Twitch. I'm on Twitch. Yeah. I'm doing the Twitchy Twitch thing. Because you're a good gamer. You're playing some games. I am. I'm going through uh, Shadow of Mordor right now. Ooh. I just downloaded Witcher 3. I'm waiting for Shadow of War to come out. Uh, and occasionally, when I have the money to do it, some cosplay creation stuff. And you're great at that. You're great at that. So, guys, uh, do uh, do me a favor. If you're not already, most of you probably are. Follow my uh, good pal, Michelle Boyd, and talk some Game of Thrones with her and me. Follow me at Cat Knapsack. Don't forget the Knapsack Files is on Facebook. Give it a like there. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Knapsack Files, where I sometimes just hop on and have Game of Thrones discussions with my fan base there. So that is it. We'll see you guys well before Season 8.